This podcast is it's really just two couple of pros, couple of experts chatting it up. You about... called us kids like five minutes ago. <laughs> but now we're on the roof. So now we're on the roof. <laughs> clearly, the circumstances have changed. They don't let kids on the roof. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to Nail Social Office Hours Podcast, Episode 11. Episode 11. Rachel, do you know what that means? What does that mean? This is the first episode where we are filming it with a camera. With a camera. Do we look at the camera? (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't work in the audio version, but... um, So, can you... Just think of 11 episodes ago, we were just two kids in a, in a closet filming a podcast. Now we're like on the roof. Now we have a camera. Are we fucking famous? Famous. <laughs> yeah, we have our wonderful inter- intern Mike here filming us. Um, just trying to get as much use out of the interns as possible. Right. So we'll throw this video on the YouTube if you want to know what this podcast looks like <laughs> for some reason. It's not so fancy. <laughs> Despite the, I know that's what you were expecting. Despite the sort of executive backdrop that we got going. Mm, exactly. But I do know we have, um, we have a packed show today. We might want to get into it. Sure. But before we get into it, let's um, introduce ourselves. Because it seems like that should be like a reoccurring segment. Right, 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 right. I am Rachel Jackson. I am the social analytics manager at Nail Communications. I am also one half of Nail Social. There I am a lead scientist. Yeah. And I am Jess Bachman. I'm digital strategy director at nail proper and lead scientist junior at nail social and this podcast is it's really just two couple of pros couple of experts chatting it up you about called us kids like five minutes ago <laughs> but now we're on the roof so now we're on the roof clearly the circumstances have changed <laughs> they don't let kids on the roof <laughs> that's right so can you just do a quick rundown of of what we have in store here mm-hmm. this week in organic we'll go through some discussion of donald trump actually and and him on social these days, what's going on with that. Um, this week in paid, we want to talk about the madness that is 4th of July bidding. Um, we have a new segment, Silence Brand, where we talk at a brand who maybe not is killing it on social. We have a opportunity. This segment was previously window of opportunity, and Jess made it negative somehow by calling it opportunity. <laughs> But anyway, um, and then our next segment is a client pro tip where we give a, um, a tip to our clients and, and sort of give them a, in, another opportunity. We also want to uh, give a pre-show for next week's show, mm-hmm. a little bit of a discussion of that. And then the rant wheel makes an appearance. Right. And if you're listening and you're like, why, are you, why does it sound like you're in a cathedral? That's we just because we're in a different space. We'll be back to the closet next week. Don't worry. We'll get demoted next week. All right, so um, first segment is This Week in Organic. Time to check my <laughs> social media, y'all. Just see who loves me online. Hashtag blessed life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, is that so fitting? That's what I feel I right love now. it. This, okay, so the, well, you just heard it, I guess. <laughs> the music is... Um, I was going to say Lord of the Rings. It's not Lord of the Rings. It's Lion King. King. I don't know why the first thing I would think I thought was Lord of the Rings. It's not. That's great. So that's a meme? A TikTok meme? Yeah. So it it was a video that these people put out on YouTube. There's like a whole song related Mm -hmm. to it um, a couple of years ago. Obviously, it was recycled on TikTok. Um, 
and it's great. That I love is it. good stuff. That is primo <laughs> content. So you'll, you'll hear that another few times. Um, <laughs> don't get annoyed. So what we want to talk about this week is there's a few things going on with organic social in that, that are around Donald Trump specifically in sort of censorship mm-hmm. or hashtag or quotation mark censorship. Mm-hmm. One is on Reddit. I don't know if you're familiar with the subreddit r slash the Donald. I am familiar in that I stay away. Yeah. I, I used to stay away, and then I was like, I just want to see what they're saying, and now I've stayed away permanently. To make yourself sad. For the rest of my life, yeah. Um, yeah, so that subreddit was quarantined last week, or this week? It was last week, yeah. Last week, um, which was because <laughs> there was a continuous pattern of incitement of violence or violent speech, which is against Reddit's terms and conditions. Mm-hmm. And because it needed to be moderated so heavily, they were like, hold up. We're not letting anyone in. Right. And particularly the latest incident where there's um, death threats against some police officers in, in Oregon in or Oregon. something like yes. that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the censorship just means that before you, have, before you get into it, before you click into it, there's like a, a warning similar to the not safe for work yep. subreddits. And it probably won't, or I'm sure it won't appear on average users' homepage, despite how viral some of those posts may be. Um, I don't really get the argument that this is censorship yeah. because <clears throat> incitement of violence is not protected free speech. It's, it's not. Right. So how, how, how it, I guess people are saying that it's not incitement of violence, but it's clear, it clearly is when you're like right. telling well, people to go like, well, that's, know. that's the argument that the people in the Donald make is they're like, how can you censor us? Uh, first amendment, all that stuff. But it's not the first amendment. It's not. And particularly because these people, if you say anything, even remotely negative about Donald Trump, you are instantly banned from this mm. subreddit. Oh, really? They are. So it's not like discussion back and forth. I would think that, that no. that's what they want. There's no discussion. It is like it is. They they portray it as an unending Donald Trump rally. Whoo! Actually, yeah, that, that's what that's what the, uh, the description is. It's a never-ending rally dedicated to the 45th president of the United States. Among its prominently posted rules. Trump supporters only. No cucks or leftists. Right. So it's not like it's not like there are people. The moderators are looking to um, maintain a, a certain level of decorum. Okay. The moderators are one hundred percent part of the problem mm-hmm. in this subreddit as well. Okay. Um, yeah. That censorship claim is is sort of. And not. the other thing, I mean, any any like overt acts of censorship on these platforms, it's not based off the rules that they set in place. It's so case-by-case basis. Right. Because p- this subreddit should have been quarantined years ago. Well, I mean, I feel the same way about a lot of the red pillar incel subreddits where that seems like incitement yeah. of violence. They talk about like rape sure. very blatantly. And, and it's not until the news gets a hold of something that they're like, we need to do something yeah. about it. Right. Um, this subreddit is also full of um, like Russian bots and operators mm-hmm. and like disinformation stuff. It is, there's so many reasons to, um, remove or quarantine this subreddit is just kind of irritating that it's taken them so long well then you see other arguments that are like if you just ban them like they did with incels they make their own they go to good. their own good exactly i would agree <laughs> i would agree i don't i we'll think that's, that's fine where it's not nearly as effective like vote.co right, vote. exactly um yeah i would love it if they go to vote because you know, there's not 300 million users mm-hmm, on vote.com. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. Right. And it's, it sort of delegitimizes them once they have to go to a different area. I completely agree. Deplatforming. We talked about this in one of the last, um, nail insider 
uh, newsletters that the most effective way to crush someone's spirit essentially yeah. is deplatforming them. Think about Milo. Yeah. He's no longer Who a person. Is that guy? I don't, don't, even, I don't even remember his last name anymore. Uh, his last name is too hard to say. <laughs> well, that's not true. It's just like a lot. <laughs> um, so the other the other thing that happened was Twitter is now placing a warning on Donald Trump's warning. <laughs> Rachel has Tourette's. <laughs> yeah, it's like um, it's like one of those. Um, it's similar to the not safe safer work thing mm-hmm. that you see on Twitter, and it says, it says something like, well, I don't know. Let me it's like the Twitter rules about abusive behavior apply to this tweet. However, yeah. Twitter has determined that it may be in the public's best interest for the tweet to remain available, and then you need to learn more. You need to click into the particular tweet. And this is yeah, it's like those sensitive tweets. It's like right. a tweet that has sensitive content. You have to press show before you can actually see right. it. And this is not on all of his tweets. This is just on the one where he's verbally abusing someone. But I, it's new. Most. It's new. So, right. <laughs> so there, I'm sure it'll be implemented further. I'm, I'm curious if it's implemented on other people as well. Is this a him-only thing? No. I th- well, it's not. It, I actually don't know. But I imagine like the ones that are him only are very. That decision is is needs to be very controlled by like. Twitter IRS. says the label will only be used for verified accounts belonging to government officials or those running for office with more than a hundred thousand followers. So political. Yeah, and it probably has to meet a certain threshold of like reports. Um, sure. Before they even know what to do. It's on. weird to me that it's just political though, because you think about we live in such a capitalist society that our. CEOs and our mm-hmm. heads of uh, heads of um, companies are so important and are sort of influencers and decision makers that I feel like those would need to be barred too in some ways if they were offensive. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I agree with Twitter's decision here. I don't think Donald Trump should be deplatformed. No, I mean, he, absolutely not. This is a different case. Yeah. This is a different case. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, he's, he's the president. The of president United of the United States. States. Otherwise, so. he probably should be. <laughs> Okay, um, let's move on to this weekend paid as we are moving into Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. Time to check my social media, y'all. To see who loves me online. Hashtag blessed life. Hashtag blessed. That's so well done. It's, it's just like great. A- I I love when things <laughs> are like like. I, I really like Weird Al, yeah. and so he does, his lyrics are so well done, so this sort of thing is just like, it's like very satisfying, you know yeah. what I mean? Unfortunately, the rest of the song is not nearly as satisfying. Okay, we don't have to listen to it. <laughs> um, so this week in Paid, uh, we really wanted to highlight how in the next few days, mm-hmm. bids are going, or competition is going to increase significantly <clears throat> on all social platforms, especially if you're like an outdoor brand, if you're an alcohol brand, yep. if you're if you're something that has to do with the holiday coming up, bids are going to increase. And you need to either plan that into your strategy or maybe take the weekend off. Yeah, all, all these platforms run on auction and it can feel like it's not an auction because it's automatic. Right, but there's a choice. Yep. And it's, it's a deliberate choice you're making when you choose automatic bidding versus manual bidding. And you don't have to do that. You can manually bid in that you can lower your prices that way, but you might not be competitive in the auction and your ads might not run. Yeah, and it's, it's hard to say like benchmark style how much the bids are gonna increase, but um, the last holiday, we have an alcohol client on Reddit. Do you wanna talk about what happened there? Yeah, so on Reddit, we have, we have an alcohol client and we were bidding at a cost per click of 50 cents, normal. 
But on Memorial Day, we saw what we were, we were not running. Like mm. our ads were, we were neglecting to run just because the competition was so heavy. So I increased us to 75 cents and thought, hey, that'll be fine. Still not running. Mm -hmm. I increased us to a, like $1.50 because I was like, okay, let's really juice this. Let's see if we can get um, some impressions in. Because at that point, we had lost like two days or something. Mm -hmm. I think we were still running pretty low at that point. <clears throat> we ended up having to go to a $2 cost per click and then... That increased our CPMs from like $2 to $6 or something. And it yeah. was crazy. I mean, you have, to, you have to see if, you know, you have to weigh the balance between what your cost per click you can afford is and how well the ad is doing and what mm -hmm. that price range is going to actually turn out to be. There's a lot of factors you have to consider. So it might not even be worth it to run if you don't have to. Right. If you're like, if you're an alcohol client, this is obviously a big um, weekend. If you're like a car sales thing and you have like a... Fourth of July sure. weekend sale. If you're selling fireworks or something, you're you selling <laughs> fireworks on social, that's not allowed. <laughs> then you might have to be in the game. But if you're not those type of people, and like this weekend is not mission critical, you could save yourself some money just by hitting pause and then yep. uh, resume on Monday. I would agree. Reallocating or see how it goes. And if you don't have to bump up create like a crazy amount, um, don't worry about it. Or keeping it keeping your bids automatic and sort of let Facebook jimmy it out or mm -hmm. whatever um that might be your best bet but i wanted to put that warning out there because it is it is a big deal and we did see huge increases last uh, last holiday yeah, for sure all right moving on to silence brand <laughs> i don't know how to say it silence like it should have an accent you need like lasers coming out of it. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be a crab Time to check my social media, yeah. To see who loves me online. What did you think at the beginning? Hashtag bless No, no, life. at the beginning. Time to check my Time to check. Okay, got it. Was not clear? Nope. <laughs> well, he's screaming. <laughs> Maybe that one might have to become like the default. I like that it changes, though, because I never yeah, know. Yeah, I know, and then we'll get sick of it. All right. True. All right, all right. Um, okay. Um, what brand are we silencing? <laughs> so, first of all, silence brand is a term that people use when they feel like a brand has sort of overstepped their boundaries mm -hmm. of or their box of selling stuff, when they're exactly. too personal or when they're too woke or something like that. Or when it's just a bad it's a kind of like that meme that says, why is this a promoted tweet? Yeah. It's like, mm. Yeah, or people, or people just use it when, when they're being a dick. We get it on Reddit a lot because yeah. people don't like the fact that there's advertising there. Like, sorry that there's advertising. Do you want to pay for Reddit? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, where they just like don't like the fact that there's advertising and they're like, shut up. Anyway. Like, how dare you work for a corporation? How dare you have a job? <laughs> Unreal. Um, but we agree with Silence Brand for this particular case. So, Rita's, and if you guys don't know Rita's, they are, you know, Lima Rita, Cranberita, Strawberita, Mango Rita. I don't know if Mango Rita exists. What's your Rita? What's your Rita? <laughs> um, so they're like, I think, I, I, I hate to say it, but I, I think they're Bud Light. I'm not sure. Like Budweiser? Okay, so AB and Bev. Um, they have to be. They have to be. It's not everything... So they're new, 
Their new campaign platform, or their, their recent campaign platform, is the, the Ritas, mm -hmm. which is a group of older women, and they're sort of these mascots for, for the Rita group, and they're very much about being yourself and embracing your, um, I don't know, your womanhood. Now, in like the last three days, they are going, pushing even further this idea of, you know, feminism and trying to connect with women in sort of a woke way. And so they put out this statement in this tweet that's actually in, it's a picture of the Notes app, which is very commonly like what celebrities do when they're like apologizing for something. So it looks like, it definitely looks like they're doing a, they're doing something here. Mm -hmm. They're trying to be grassroots. And it says, so the tweet says, we have something to say. Hashtag never apologize. And in the notes app image, it says, hey, ladies, trashy, gross, girly, basic, sweet. We've all been called it on Twitter, on Urban Dictionary, everywhere. And we get it. We're margarita in a can. But we can't help but notice these labels are also used to bring down women. And that we don't get. Ladies, it's time to take their labels, cover them in glitter, and make them our own together. To all of us who dress to and do as we please, to all of us busy taking selfies while they call us basic, to all of us who know trashy is just another word for fun. We'll never be sorry who we are. No one should. Sincerely, read us. Hashtag never apologize. So, this weird, performatively woke, semi-feminist whatever mm -hmm. is their new platform. Yeah, and the hashtag never apologize is their campaign. Yes, that's the campaign. That's what the hero video that's is. That's what they're responding to everyone hashtag, with. It's, um, in, it's in like all of their content. Yeah, and they are getting trashed in this particular post. And I just wanted to read the first comment. The first person says, um, let me make it very clear. I buy your product because it tastes like candy and has 8% alcohol content. That it. It's not because you're being fake woke on Twitter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and... Everything about this campaign and what they continue to do, it, it's like one of those things where you can just see a bunch of like men in the room with a brief, like, how do we, how do we get at women? What do women want to hear these days? What do women want to hear? Why don't you ask one? One of the other commenters says, you're telling me that women created this campaign? And Rita's response... Women inspired this campaign and brought our message to life. life. Hashtag uh, never apologize. Women inspired? Like, are you <laughs> telling me that, like, you didn't have at least one person in there, like, actively, like, copy editing it at least? Yeah. Women inspired. In, that's all they could say. That's, that's their only... The worst thing you probably could oh say. Oh, my God. And you can tell that it's women inspired because they produce a... They have, like, a minute-long video, campaign video yeah. about this. And it's like... <sighs> the campaign video is, like... Okay, first of all, it's a complete ripoff of Ariana Grande's Seven Rings music mm -hmm. video. Like, down to the champagne sort of pyramid, down to, like, the party mm -hmm. club atmosphere, like, of all of the women dancing together, and the lighting, the lighting that's, like, very, like, hot pink or blue. It's the same video. Right. And, and the copy reads, like, someone was, like, Googling, what do the kids say these days, and clicked on an article from, like, 2015. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then the other part of this is that, so they're trying very hard to be authentic, like, with the Notes app, with, like, their hashtag, with even some of the language that they're using. And it's so, 
inauthentic. Like yeah. we hate the fact that they're using like all of this slang. You know, they're saying they and they're saying like what? Are, I can't. I don't know. Like but boss, boss, girl, boss. <laughs> it's it's just very bizarre, and it, it, it's they're trying so hard that you can tell that it's it's not working. Yeah, on, on social, people will sniff out your inauthenticity, like they're like rats mm-hmm. trained to find mm-hmm. landmines or something. Know. You know, it's it's ridiculous. And so there's that part, but also don't get into anything remotely political if you don't have the juice to back that up. You don't have a leg to stand on. Like if if Dove wants to talk about beauty, that's fine. I'll hear them out. Um, You know, if REI wants to talk about the the environment, I'll hear them out. If Rita just comes out the gates to talk about (laughs) feminism, I'm not going to hear you out. Uh, it's very, it's it's very bizarre. It doesn't quite mesh. And it's also like relying on a lot of the never apologize argument in some of what they wrote in that notes app is like, people hate Rita's. People think Rita's are trashy. Who said that? <laughs> no one. Like, is that a thing? Yeah, we actually, yeah, because in this video, it's like, it's like there's a tweet that says Rita's is like trashy. And I looked for mm-hmm. the text of that tweet and I didn't see some of them I didn't, couldn't find at all, and some of them were from like 2015. So they're, <laughs> they're creating this sort of fake outrage and then responding to it. Which is a, similar to the Vitacoco thing, where they like went through and searched when people were talk, trash talking vitamin or, or uh, coconut water, and then like replied to it specifically. Right. It's almost a campaign strategy now. Right. So uh, the moral of the story is, if you have a product that geared towards women, don't be inspired by women. Oh my God. Bring them into the goddamn Jeez. room. Jeez. Bring some women in. That's that on that. (laughs) Time to check my social media. To see who loves me online. Hashtag blessed life. Now we're moving on to a segment called Floppertunity. I don't know why you said, well, called it a flop. I don't, well, because I went to like rhymezone.com and I was like, what rhymes with op? And it seems like the most uh, relevant. Okay. <laughs> this is a tactic we're loving. It's not a flop, so weird that it's called that. Right. It could be if you do it wrong. Right. So why don't you explain <laughs> what, what this tactic is and how to do it right. So we love stories on Instagram. We love promoting stories. That's a fantastic... It's not a new ad unit, but it's... People are slow to adopt it, it seems, but we're seeing a lot of it with apparel, a lot of it with um, accessories, a lot of it with... Um, uh, DTC goods, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So stories are a great way to show your product because you could do like do a little boomerang or something or yep. show the product completely in full view. You can see it. Um, so they're a great way to get someone's attention quickly and um, as they're just scrolling th- or tw- tapping through their feet. Mm-hmm. What we've seen recently and what we like are um, the sliders in them and the active polls or right. live polls actually in mm. the ad unit because it's you're, you're getting engagement and mm-hmm. actually what some people are doing and we we credit this tactic with to andrew foxwell of foxwell digital mm-hmm. says yep. of foxwell digital is put your discount code actually in the live poll so it's like oh have you gotten this product yet yes or no and the yes is just a normal yes and the no has the discount in yeah. it so, so that's where you can you actively tap into it, and then you can swipe up and go there and apply the discount. Yeah, and a lot of reasons why these are working is because they don't look like ad. They look like something right. from your friends or mm-hmm, something because mm-hmm. advertisers don't use these stickers and whatever in ads. Stickers, the, the slider scale <clears throat> for the emoji. 
any sort of GIF image. I mean, some of these you can't promote, and we've, we've yeah. run into that before, where they are some of the stickers and things are copyrighted, so you can't promote those. Right. But if you have your own, or if you sort of fake it and make it look like it's mm -hmm. a sticker, that's a great way around that as well. I also love the tactic I'm seeing that's it's a screenshot of an article yeah. that's about your, your product. Right. And this might be hard to, to get around too because that you not you don't necessarily own that content, so I'm not sure legally what that what the implications of that are. But if you sort of own it or whatever, a screenshot of that article with a sticker on it or with some text mm -hmm. looks super UGC. It looks fantastic. I yeah. think it's it's totally engaging. And it, it, if you're a creative and you're sort of shuddering at the horror of <laughs> using like stickers and stuff, you should know that we see this stuff. It's usually like middle to lower funnel. Yeah, right. It, this isn't brand building. This right. is showing what your product does, product benefits. I mean, th the example of the screenshot of an article is quite literally words explaining your product. Right. It's more of, of an education tool more than anything. It's not about brand building. Yeah, it's people that are already exposed to your brand. They've already bought in, but now they need to like click and buy. Yeah, right, know? exactly. Um, the most genius one that I saw was the it was well, everyone's trying to get people to swipe up mm -hmm. on stories. That's that's the action. So the slider was like oriented vertically and right near the mm. swap up, swipe up thing. I don't even know if you could swipe up on the slider or if it would just trigger the... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's, I guess it's just about the momentum. Maybe they think you'll go all the way up. <laughs> it's so bizarre. I wonder if it works. Right, but these, these are, they feel like hacks and they feel like tricks uh, and they are those things. Mm. But the other thing is they work. And, it, and if, if you're not actively experimenting and trying, you're going to leave a lot of these, the value to people that are doing that, you know? Mm -hmm. So don't wait for us to like tell you this stuff. Well, actually, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably already on the leading edge. Probably. <laughs> 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 Moving into our next segment, our client pro tip. Time to check my social media, y'all. Just see who loves me online. Hashtag bless life. This is a, that's a good one to like listen to when you're like on the roof. When you're on the roof? Yeah, because I feel like, you know, I'm looking out at this beautiful scenery and. What, is, what does he say? In Lion King, it's like anywhere your eyes touch, right. you own or yeah. something. You own. Yes, that sounds <laughs> awful, but okay. Um, um, I don't think this is a pro tip. I think this is bigger than a tip. This yeah. is trivializing it. The pro tip is, is ironic, I think. Mm. <laughs> okay, go or, for or it. Or sarcastic. So um, if you are a client and you're working with an agency who builds by the hour, this is probably not for you. But there are a lot of agencies where it's billed by scope or by project or something like that, where you'll, you'll have a fixed fee, you'll get a fixed amount of work, but there's a, there's a way to actually get so much more work and effort and results out of your agency. How? <laughs> well, the way you do that is you, you be an excellent client mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because this is like this is we are we're an agency we're not like a vendor it's just like a relationship yeah that's really important it is a relationship a lot of times we're talking multiple times a day it's we really really value the client uh the client agency relationship and especially as social media practitioners <coughs> we're not like 
We're not always at the forefront of that relationship. Usually there's an account manager in between, but mm. even so we're talking to you multiple times a day. And so we, we do want to have a good relationship and we want to have, we want to have, um, the ability to, to talk with you that doesn't feel like cloaked in a million layers of approval. Right, so <clears throat> we have a client where um, the majority of, of the work involved, at least on my end, happens Thursday through Sunday, mm -hmm. and I'm on 24 hours a day, and I have no problem doing that because the client has a lot of trust in what we're doing. They're always saying, yes, it's going well, and it's it, there's a very little friction involved in that relationship. Mm -hmm. So, I, well, even when there is friction, I, I wouldn't say that it's a frictionless or there's there's no tension. It's actually a very complicated client with many different types or many different hurdles of um, of issues because it, it because it is a brand that requires a certain guidelines and it requires like mm -hmm. certain you have to follow like legal legal guides for it. So there is that part of it, but because the relationship is so good and because they have the trust in us, I feel like we we want to over-deliver sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there are a lot of clients that, that the relationship is so good that we're constantly on the look for like new opportunities and, and we're bringing them. And on, on the same, on the other end, and you know, th this is probably something that a lot of clients don't want to hear is we'll always put in what's in the scope, but a lot of times the process is so difficult that it's like we see an opportunity, but the work involved in pushing that opportunity like through the client and getting yes is just, it, it's more than what the opportunity will provide. So we don't do it. Yeah, sometimes there are, there are, a, lot of, there are a lot of hurdles to go through um, to make that sort of what if work. And it can be tough if the client is always so um, not interested. Yeah, and, and I think it's, it's different with um, advertising agencies versus like if you have other vendors that do like uh, SEO or something like that. Advertising, particularly at our, our place, it's a, it's a creative shop. Right. We work with a lot of creative people. And one of our resources is like our enthusiasm and, and our desire to do it. And I'm, I'm, I'm amazed that the people here are able to get behind any product, whether it's like lubricant or alcohol or anything. We, we're good at doing that. But going the step beyond and the enthusiasm to like blow it out of the water really depends on that relationship. Absolutely. And especially us coming from like an experimental sort of point of view, we are always trying to figure out what works, what doesn't work, how to break it, how to hack it, how to juice out any additional optimization. And we want to do that for mm -hmm. you. We want to go that, that extra mile. It really helps when you, you want to, too. Right. So if you're, if you're a client and you're working with the agencies, look for ways to reduce friction. Um, look for ways to, I, I know it's hard to like put more trust in your agency, but you generally will get better results if you do that. Baby steps. Yeah. Baby steps. Um, don't be a huge jerk. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Time to check my social media. Yeah. To see who loves me online. Hashtag blessed life. You know, we would get sick of that if we heard it all the time. I'm already sick of it. <laughs> so am I, and I apologize <laughs> to the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's coming up next week? We just wanted to plug this before you guys stopped listening. <laughs> <laughs> right. So next week, we want, we've been talking about doing a TikTok episode for a while. And TikTok is, is certainly exploding. 
And the, one of the results of that is there are a lot of people that are talking about it that have no idea what they're talking about. Oh about. my God. What did you, you tell everyone what just happened to you the other day where you was like blatant. Well, I mean, there's another podcast, which I won't name supposedly social media experts or something. Um, but they were, they were like, we want to talk about TikTok. It's blowing up. And the people who are talking about it. were like, I just downloaded it last week. I haven't made an account yet, but and then they proceed to give their like opinions on, mm -hmm, on what's mm -hmm. going on. And it blew my mind. And now they're an expert. Right. After and a week. It's like they're reading, it's just like reading articles about it, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I've been on TikTok, I've been on TikTok for so long that I'm off TikTok. <laughs> it's so weird to me. It's like, you could just download it for free. It's free. Right. Why don't you learn about it before you like give your expert opinion? Right. So we want to do a TikTok episode where we give our our nuanced take on um, what's working what's not working the ad platform the ad platform which is new and also like our like historical view from like when it started to because the content is very different now mm, the hype cycle of it i guess yep the hype cycle like its own popularity is changing the platform um there's a lot we want to talk about and we're gonna do it next. save it <laughs> silence jess <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, a double take. <laughs> if you hadn't heard enough of it, if you're not sick of it, Alexis gonna make sure. I'm that you so are. sick of it. Uh let's get the rant wheel in here. Um we've got a few rants. We've added some new things. Mm -hmm. The first one is new mm -hmm. new Twitter. <laughs> which is a mess. <laughs> the next one is buying likes. And then people who say, right, right, which we still haven't gotten to. Right. And then we have a final one where it's sort of the anti-rant because life's pretty good right now. Yeah. We were like, oh, what are, what are we ranting about? What's pissing us off? And we're like, eh. Ah. <laughs> There's not a lot. So let's spin this rant wheel. Gorgeous day. I hope it's like this good. <laughs> Okay, and we are at number three, which is buying <clears throat> likes. Buying likes, um, particularly on Instagram. So this is like, I don't know if you are aware that people buy likes, but it is like a disease <laughs> on Instagram now. No, I'm epidemic. serious. I am serious. It actually is an epidemic. The way it affects people is ridiculous. What do you mean? Well, it's because, first of all, there are a lot of services out there to make this very easy to do. Yeah, right, exactly. It's very easy to throw your credit card in there and immediately start seeing likes on your posts mm -hmm, on mm -hmm. a regular basis. You buy them in a bundle of whatever. I bet whatever. it's addicting. Well, yeah. not just addicting in that you, like, you get the juice from it or like the dopamine, but in the fact that once you turn it off, you're not going to get those likes anymore, especially if you're like Absolutely. an influencer or a brand or whatever, and you're buying those and you're seeing good, good engagement, good engagement, good engagement. What are you immediately going to have no engagement? Everybody's going to be like, well, what's up with that? Exactly. And I've seen this firsthand people that were, it's very easy to tell when, when you're buying likes because people don't just buy like 50 mm -hmm. or a hundred. It's like, I have 10,000 followers. I'm going to buy thousands of likes. Yeah. And it's like, uh, that's not what, Mm -hmm. If you go back like three posts ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so egregious. I mean, first of all, it's wrong. We don't support this at all. No. It's very, very frustrating when people are buying their way into the game. When they could just make good content. 
and it could be just as effective. And if they put the time and effort into it to actually work on it and right. build their engagement <clears throat> and follow community management protocol, <laughs> right. it wouldn't be, they wouldn't need to. Yeah, so there's a few reasons why you definitely shouldn't do this. One, it'll ruin your credibility if it gets out and it usually gets yeah, out. Absolutely. Um, the second part is you can't turn it off. Right. I know people that like buy likes on, on a weekly basis and then you know, I tell them like, stop doing that. It, it looks terrible and they'll stop. And it's like, that's even worse. Mm -hmm. They're like, they, they feel, they feel crushed inside because they've, their dopamine has gotten used to like thousands of likes per post. Uh -huh. And now it's at like 120 and it's just like, am I a terrible person now? It's like, it's also like it's withdrawal. It, it is withdrawal, <laughs> it is. but it's, it's not just that you can't, you can't control the, the how these bots work either. Right. Like you can't control if you if you buy them one day and then three months later, randomly they mm. might show up again. When, maybe when you're working with a brand and then you have this you have to deal with. It's yeah. it they not that you're not that they're going to, but it, they could. Yeah, these companies you're not buying likes from like Microsoft Like Exchange or something. Yeah, it's it's from like random buying likes dot info dot uk dot net dot mobi or something like exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> so y you don't know you don't know what they're going to do with your credit card. Um, a lot of times there's I've heard stories of like people will buy a bunch of likes and the companies will turn around and like blackmail. Mm. Really? The people. It's oh ridiculous. God, so um, don't get into this game at all. There are other ways to do it. I mean, I feel the same way about engagement pods. I feel the mm -hmm. same way about power likes and like the idea that a hype, someone with a lot of engagement and someone with like a lot of followers will like or comment on the post of someone with a little bit of followers and then that boosts them or makes them show up in explore page. I mean, yeah, whatever, that's fine. I just do it the real way. Right, and this is becoming so pervasive that there are a lot of people in the community who feel like this is just part of the game. I completely disagree. And it's, and it's like, one person buys likes, another person buys likes, and it's like, yeah, it's just what you do now. And that's no. just so toxic thinking, Wrong. you know? Wrong. Um, so don't even, <laughs> buying likes, not even once. Wrong. It's like meth. <laughs> this is your brain. This is your brain on buying likes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Don't do it. Just say no. Just say no. Okay. Um, are we plugging our ears now? We... We're not plucking our ears. We're opening our mouths, but you guys our listeners can plug should your plug your ears, ears if you want to. <laughs> Just so you know, we have a website with all of our information. It is nail.social. This is our mothership where we have all of our services that we provide, our mm -hmm. labs, our um, management, our strategy. This is where you can see what all the things we do. You can also find our newsletter on nail.social where we have Nail Social Insider where we provide weekly long form takes. Um, Things that aren't in the podcast, so it, it's a little bit different. Um, and then our Twitter, Nail yeah. Social. And our newsletter, we just sent it out a few minutes ago. Mm -hmm. So, and unfortunately, you won't be able to read what we just sent out because we already sent it out to our privileged subscribers. Mm -hmm. um, but if you sign up, you can get the next one. <laughs> is that how newsletters work? That's how they work. <laughs> and if you don't sign up, you won't get it. But this is where we, we really go into depth. Uh, sometimes we'll talk about something on the podcast, but then we'll like break it out strategy-wise. We'll, we'll tell you exactly how to do it. We'll throw that into the newsletter because we, we don't want to drone on and on, on the news, in the podcast. We do that enough. Right. So uh, another way to consume us. Oh. <laughs> 
Okay, thanks guys for listening, and we will see you in the after show. See ya. Soon. You know, I just realized the end music sounds like the Office theme song. Oh, really? Yeah, kind of. That's interesting. It is interesting. <laughs> so, welcome to the after show. What is the correction you talked about? You, well, were, you said first at of the all, very beginning. Rachel, I want to talk to you about a problem that you may have. I noticed that your cup is oh my God. <laughs> Here we go. melting full of ice. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, so, the, the correction that, that I wanted to talk about was. Well, someone, so one of our listeners brought this to attention, though. One of the things that we said... Can we shout them out? I'm um, sure. Rebecca! <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca brought it to our attention that we actually are wrong about um, the idea that there are no savory drinks. Yeah. So I have a salt, salt spiel. I'm not going to give the salt spiel, but I, I was under the assumption that there really aren't a lot of savory drinks out there. Turns out we're wrong, and she brought to our attention V8. Yeah, V8 is a savory drink. Turns out we're we're partially right because V8's gross. No, V8 is great. <laughs> I love V8. I only drink it on the plane though. Tomatoes should not be yeah. drinking. Sorry. <laughs> drinking, <laughs> drinking. <laughs> um, we do have another thing to talk about. Yeah. So one of our clients is um, we are advertising on Reddit and <clears throat> we're advertising in the subreddit intermittent fasting. And we're actually seeing great results from this subreddit, like very high click-through rate, which is we weren't expecting because it was sort of a, a test. And so Justin and I were like, hmm, maybe we should start intermittent fasting. No, more like you said that. And, and then like, I was Please like, do, this do it with me because I need to be held accountable. And so turns out Nikki, who you guys might have heard on, a, on one of our earlier podcasts, she's our CrossFit guru, health woman, health extraordinaire, also account manager extraordinaire here at Nail. Um, she does intermittent fasting every Tuesday and Thursday. So of she course. provided us with some rules, and I feel like we should do it. Do you want me to go over the rules? Or why, are you cons- why do you not want to do it? Well, first of all, I, I'm all for doing intermittent fasting. But these list of rules, I'm, it's like rule number one, do intermittent fasting. Rule number two, through 10, change your diet and life <laughs> radically to okay. be a healthier person. So, so the idea is that you fast for, it's 14 to 16 hours, which is like, for us, it would be, you eat dinner at whatever, 7.30, whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't eat anything else. You don't, uh, you go to bed, you don't eat breakfast, and then you eat lunch. Right. So that's what that looks like. Um, I can skip breakfast. Right, it's just skipping breakfast. I think it's totally doable. <laughs> because basically your, your cells are going to feed on themselves at a certain point. And apparently that makes you burn cleaner. We are not qualified medical professionals. I don't know what I'm talking about. Ask Nikki. (laughs) Anyway, she told us these things. Avoid processed foods. Avoid sugar. Berries are okay. Fruit is not okay. Berries are okay. No alcohol. What? (laughs) Avoid dairy. Avoid legumes. Peanuts are legumes. Didn't know that. Nuts are okay, but cashews, pecans, macadamia sure. nuts are super fatty. Don't have those. Watch your grain intake, which is pizza. Jess right. asked if pizza was a grain. <laughs> <laughs> but complex carbs are okay. So your sweet potatoes, your yams, your squash. Um, 
Like an everything bagel. I am. Like everything <laughs> super complicated. No? no? Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to like try because you want to <laughs> you wanna have a healthy diet, I guess, for this, for the fasting, or else you're going to be like an angry boy. Right. So we'll, we'll do a split test where I'm the control and I do the intermittent fasting, but nothing else. And you do all the complicated stuff. I don't know. This is tough. My, my biggest concern is sugar. But, oh, my God. But, Rachel, you have an ant on your leg. Oh, oh my no. God. Okay, it's gone. It's up my dress? Wow. Oh, my God. He's getting but friendly. If you didn't know, we do a podcast uh, live one take. Do I? What do I do? It's gone. In my dress? Yeah. That ant is canceled. It's canceled. <laughs> Buy me a drink first. Bugs are canceled. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to try a little bit of it. So this, this kind of reminds me of my, my tip for my weighted blankets to help anxiety process. Do you want to hear about that? I thought we already, this was our other, th okay, continue. So, so if you want to reduce anxiety with weighted blankets, it is like. Are you a dog? <laughs> That's what dogs have, right? Yeah. For like thunder. So. Step one is you, you buy a weighted blanket and you use it. Um, step two is you repair all the damaged relationships in your life with your family, <laughs> your, your ex-boyfriends, your friends. You go to stuff. therapy. Yeah, step three is therapy three times a week. Step four <laughs> is to quit your job and be a digital nomad, move to Bali. Mm -hmm. Step five, get a Xanax <laughs> prescription. <laughs> exactly. And that is the weighted blanket pro tip. I got it. It's very similar to this. Yeah, Nikki also said we have to work out, which is like, what? Apparently, I'm skinny fat. <laughs> so we'll let you know how this goes. And if we're like really, really angry, we're going to be doing it on Tuesdays. We're going to start with just one day. So mm -hmm. because Nikki's also going on Tuesday. Okay, do it. So, so join us if you want to. <laughs> yeah, tune in for the angry tweets on Tuesday morning. <laughs> Okay, you guys, thank you so much for listening in and uh, let us know how your intermittent fasting goes. Yeah, thank you. See ya. Bye.